Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, Together, we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk, or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers Podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. If you looked up the definition of hustler in the dictionary, we're pretty sure today's guest would be listed. Charlie Dehas is the unstoppable wellness goddess behind the insta-famous Clean Treats Factory in Sydney. Best known for her hashtag Charlie's Balls, this powerhouse entrepreneur has made having your chocolate and eating it too acceptable and most importantly healthy. From rolling bliss balls in her kitchen to a multi-million dollar empire, Charlie's drive is seriously inspiring and pretty damn delicious. But it's taken a lot of hard work, endless hustle and some very gutsy decisions to get there. Inviting us into her breathtaking plant-based cafe, the Clean Treats Factory, we enjoyed a matcha latte while chatting to this healthy hustler about what it took to get to where she is why she thinks balance should be a swear word, and her passion for being the healthy change in the world. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you, and we're so excited to be in your beautiful clean treats factory. We've both been dying to come here for a while, so it's a little bit of an extra treat that we get to see you as well. I know, I'm so glad you could make it all the way from Melbourne and come for a tour in your matcha lattes. Oh, delicious. Absolutely (laughs) delicious. Um, So let's kick off by hearing about your happy place. Where do you go to unwind and reconnect? So obviously we're sitting in my beautiful office, which is a dream come true. But for me, uh, it's actually at home and a little date with the couch and a romance novel. I'm a huge, huge reader. So for me, it's actually hard to not read a business book or be working on myself or some kind of spiritual book. So I really just love like disappearing sometimes into that little romance and resting my body and my mind at the same time. So that for me is my little you know cute spot yeah awesome I was gonna say I can really relate to the the novels I myself listen to a lot of self-development books and (laughs) podcasts and everything and just in the last couple of weeks I've started listening to some fiction novels on audible and reading as well books and it's nice just for your mind to just go away into some fantasy every now and then and stop thinking all the time Mm, especially as an entrepreneur you know like we're definitely not nine to five we're 24 hours Mm -hmm. and every day of the week so seven days so it's good to just be like okay I'm not thinking about my responsibilities or what I've got to do in trying to create a creative idea or what I've got to do next week and don't forget that and what you you know all of those things Absolutely. So you're a former fitness model turned powerhouse entrepreneur, the founder of Sydney's most Instagrammable plant-based The Clean Treats Factory, which we said we're very lucky to be in here today, and the founder of the famous Charlie Balls. How did the idea of Clean Treats come about? And can you take us back to when you started the business? Sure, 
can. So hashtag Charlie's balls. <laughs> and would you like to eat them? Was like one of my uh, actual sayings that I would go into cafes and say. So Clean Treat started four years ago and it actually just started. Um, I was broke. I didn't have any kind of plan. I'm not the biggest planner, as I've kind of mentioned to you guys before. I'm definitely the creative side. Um, and I basically had quit my job. I really wanted to help people and educate people. I come from 10 years of business development background. So sales was always my game. People's um, psychology of selling and actually helping people with their needs. So really creating opportunities. Uh, day spa before that was my background. So always in um, health and wellness and more so the day spa, the feelings, the atmosphere, energy, uh, all of that kind of really beautiful stuff. So I really feel that my 10 years kind of led me to where I am today. And it was natural that clean treats kind of happened. And as I've mentioned, I really can't cook. I'm really great at platters, but I just can't cook. But somehow treats worked as well. So I had quit my job and I was doing a couple of little seminars here and there at gyms and, you know, a little bit of education about how to live a life you love. And wellness coaching was just coming out at that stage as well. Yeah. And I was doing like 20 old tickets and I would make these treats. And at the time, the previous job, the job I had quit, I was a business development manager for a protein company. So this is when I was Sydney uh, fitness modeling. So all day, every day, I was about the protein. I was about the carbs. I was about the greens, you know, eating off like six meals of fish and greens a day, protein shakes, fat burners, like so many chemicals were in my body. And I actually got quite sick at the same time that I had quit. And it was digestive health problems. And I was seeing... Uh, naturopaths, specialists, doctors, everybody and anybody, nobody could give me any exact answers. So when I was doing these seminars and I was also learning about health myself, I started to learn like what gluten was. I mean, this was the stage when we were all like, oh my gosh, quinoa. <laughs> I found this magical thing, you know? And then we were like, oh, it's called quinoa. Um, and superfoods were just like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. this... That was four years ago. Oh, I, even when I started Clean Treats, the products, they were made with Dutch cocoa because it was one step better than cocoa. But yeah. cacao at that time was not even around. Mm. Like it was hardly yeah. even known and people wouldn't even like the taste. Yes. So yeah, I was doing these seminars. They weren't enough to, I guess, even pay for my rent. And I had to have my little brother bail me out quite often. Mm. And then I was like, I'm just going to try and sell these products. And people at seminars would be like, oh, you should sell them. So I, so I did. And I just started door knocking on cafes and obviously coming from sales background, I understand that sales is a numbers game. So everybody that said no to my little, I'm Charlie, would you like to eat my balls? I would just potter along on my cruiser bike and go next door. And eventually I just got enough sales, you know, and I just kept going. And yeah, it was, it's a thing about being in the right time, plus the hard work, plus the universe. You know, I have no doubt that I'm doing exactly what I should be doing on this planet and what the universe put me here for so yeah that's awesome it shows a lot of dedication and hard work and I've read a book recently called grit and yes. basically what came to mind then is you had such grit you just kept going and going and it really was a numbers game when someone said no you just you know you kept going and you didn't give up so that's a real credit to you and now we can see how you've been able to build this beautiful business Thank which you. we've fallen in love with it's incredible it is gorgeous isn't it it's baby. gorgeous but I, I actually love that book grit and it's something that i'm learning recently is trying to get through the grit or the quicksand sometimes and understanding there are those icky moments and we were just talking about yoga and pilates and 
in yoga is that you know looking at the lotus flower if you've got to grow through the mud to to see the light and and bloom and that happens at every stage of the business and every year and that grit gets grittier (laughs) or your quicksands quit like you sink faster but um it's just understanding that it's not always you know rainbow and sunshine it's it is the grit and it's showing up to that hard work and and with the work on yourself as well as we were saying Definitely. And I think what you said about yoga, yoga is great to still your mind and help you to connect in with your body, which then helps you to have clarity for the next way forward and to get through the grid as well. I don't practice yoga enough myself. And it's something that I really will dedicate my time to in the next couple of weeks, because I realized that that really helps to get through the, yeah, the gritty times, as you said. Mm. Well, yoga, I don't know if you go to the right place, the, the yogis or the gurus, or I don't know what they call an actual teacher of a class, but they always have some some really beautiful messages to, mm. to say. And one thing that I have always taken with me is yoga is like 80% of it is just getting to the mat. So every time I don't feel like going, I'm like, oh, go, Charlie, just go. Even if I just even con myself into just doing like Shavasana the whole time, which I have done, I've fallen asleep, of course, once <laughs> or twice. Um, but also they say it's more about how you carry it into the world. It's more mm. than just that one hour class. And... Yeah, it's something I have to make a commitment to myself of a minimum of two classes per week. And and not going into that OCD of, you know, like I'm a control freak, I'm a D-type personality, and I'm just a go-go. And if I'm committing to something, you know, I normally go to that stage of I've got to run every day or I've got to do yoga every day. Two times is not enough. I've got to be all or nothing. But now I'm trying to come back to a place of practicing that two times is enough. Three times is amazing. And then what else can I do? what do I feel like doing as well absolutely that's awesome so in the earlier days when your business was still an idea or a vision what were some of the things that your inner critic was saying to you and how did you tame her enough to break through the fear and actually launch your dream business oh gosh look and I think that's something that we have with us through our lives is there's always the good wolf or the bad wolf right and we're sometimes our own worst enemies And I think it's actually learning when you are acting from that space and, again, acting from fear. And the only thing that can conquer fear is love. So when are you coming to a space from love? So when I would be hesitant to pick up the phone and make a call or to chase somebody for something or to ask for an opportunity, I would have to sit back. And, again, coming from business development, that did help me a lot, you know, like that I I have no fear in picking up the phone. But when it was my own business and it was personal and people could say no to my product, they were saying no to me, you know, and I would take that very deeply into my heart. And it hurts. It hurts so much. So I would have to know when to remove myself from the business. And and I'm still practicing, you know, it's still a journey that I'm learning. When to remove myself, when to go and sit in yoga, when to go and take a half an hour lunch break or a walk around the block to go and read a book, to put on a podcast, to go for a run if I felt angry um, and to actually be in tune enough to check in and say, why am I hesitant? What is my problem here? What am I scared of facing? And that why am I acting out of fear? Because if I was acting from love, then I know that I would be trusting the universe and all the things that I say and preach that I would have no fear because if it was right for me, it would be. And I shouldn't be hesitant in picking up that phone or dealing with a situation that I don't necessarily know how to deal with, as we were mentioning before. So it was being able to question myself 
Am I acting from love? Am I acting from fear? Again, what have I done to my body or my mind to make sure I'm in the best possible situation, spiritually, mentally, physically, to act with this? Because some of this stuff is hard. And you know, like when you get to multi-millions, the weight gets bigger every single day and the decisions are bigger. So it's being aware of yourself and I have to check in all the time and consciously choose my thoughts, my actions, knowing that if I get up at 5.30 and go for a walk, I have to, even if it's half an hour, you know, but that's going to set me up for the day. Knowing that if I need that third cup of coffee, to say no, because three cups is my, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be anxious and I'm going to be reactive. And yeah, again, getting to the mat with yoga, getting to bed at a suitable time. Um, and it's not saying that you can do that all the time, you know, but it's again, practicing patience with yourself of being able to say, okay, well, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And this is how I can be my best me because how I show up is how the business is actually. And it's a bit, just a little bit of an off topic, but it's something I struggle with myself with that inner critic is, you know, you are the business and you're the owner of the business. So you can go to a healer or somebody spiritual and they will say your energy, no matter what you do, where you are, what you're doing is going to be reflective in the business, which is great. And I completely understand that. So they're like, don't feel guilty if you go for a walk kind of thing. But then you go to another healer and they're like, remove yourself from the business. You know, you're not the business. And you're like, oh, how do I find the middle ground here? But it is trying to find that, okay, well, how am I showing up? How am I going to do eight hours and make that a really good, strong eight hours? Because I'm guilty of it. 10 hour, 12 hour. I have the, if I don't leave, if I'm not the first one here and the last one here, I didn't work hard enough. But in actual fact, I could work for six hours and it's actually working harder than everybody, you yes. know? So... I think that inner critic is always there, but it's just knowing what has let her kind of pop up, mm -hmm. um, knowing that we all have our own inner belief systems. One for me, I was always, I'm not good enough, and that comes back to the way I was brought up, and a fear of judgment, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you have your own business, you're putting yourself out there, and it's coming back to finding that place of that love and trusting yourself, and that's just knowing what you need. And if it's even sometimes a nap, or, or a private yeah. boxing class. It's um, just being able to check in and be your own best friend, not your own worst enemy. Yeah. I think you really explained the process of coming from a fear of love or a, f sorry, a fear of love. <laughs> I'll start that again. I think you really clearly explained acting from a place of love or fear really, really well. A lot of people will take something out of that because you really broke it down and said, when, when I'm scared to do something, I stop and I ask myself, why am I feeling this way? What am I scared of facing? And it clicks something in my brain. I'm like, yeah, I need to do that too. Because people always talk about coming from a place of love or fear, but they don't necessarily go that next step and explain to you how you recognize it and what are the little things that you can do to stop and reassess and then choose love. Yeah, thank you for that. You did a really great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Your business is now four years old and your raw treats are stocked in cafes all across Australia. You have bliss ball mixes that help your customers drop the guilt and prepare some on-the-go snacks quickly and easily. And you have created a product range with one of our faves, DJ Tiger Lily, who we interviewed recently and absolutely love her. She's so gorgeous. She's amazing. It's fair to say the hustle is real for you. With all of this going on, how do you continue to nurture your creative side with the business savvy side that we can see? And, you know, 
couple of my words, and I actually have it tattooed, is hustle and breathe. <laughs> you know, like you do need to do both. And again, I find reading the podcast and all of that, it's, you know, we've taught this mentality. If you're not working, somebody mm-hmm. else out there is working harder and they're going to beat you and like, you've got to run this race. But it's about finding the joy in the journey as well. And I try and break my days up. I know that I'm stronger in the morning. Uh, so before lunchtime, all of my meetings are finances. They are any opportunities, development, any kind of measurements of products that I'm doing, um, sales, any of that stuff. And then in the afternoon, I'm a little bit more carefree. I'm a little bit more, okay, well, what are we doing? Let's have a chat. Let's get some ideas flowing because I've used that strength and I can try and change my the the hat that I'm wearing because you know I'm the sole owner here so I am as I said earlier the good cop and the bad cop um, but also the business and creative side so for me it's finding out what works and again in the morning that's where I could be stronger and if I'm doing a walk or a run then I can come into work do that strong passionate hustle stuff then in the afternoon I can be gentle with myself the light in my office is really beautiful at the time I can make some space and then I go to yoga and it's kind of winding down so Mm -hmm. I'm learning my own energy flow Mm -hmm. and that's how it kind of works for me and just knowing when I need to leave the office sometimes and it is really hard because I have a beautiful space and I'm like should be using my office and but if I need to go and work from home just to have some space to breathe then that's fine too so I think it's about finding what works for you and how do you get into that creative mindset you know and sometimes it is nature for me I have to go away I have to like look at me putting boundaries on myself (laughs) but I know that if I make a a space to breathe like every three months or every quarter taking four days out and you know being away from the business that's my minimum that I need to do because I'm a big um, nature believer I actually love mountains and bushwalks and that kind of thing more than I actually love the ocean which you know we're close to it kind of yeah. but so I have to go away a bit and yeah. just spend some time uh, calming down and also knowing that that's not a holiday I don't have to put that pressure on of like don't do any work you know work is my baby and if I want to work for an hour a day regardless of where in the world I am and then I can clap like calm my mind then that's okay. That's what works for me. And then I can be creative and sit by the pool and drink cocktails (laughs) (laughs) or do nature walks, whichever it is or wherever I am. But I think it's important to know to have that time out and find that way that you can really tune into you and that universe vibe as well. And yeah, your softer side, your spiritual side. Yeah, that's so good. I really like how you touched on like finding, I guess, your peaks in your day or when you're at your best because mm. I've, it's definitely something I'm still discovering with myself. But, um, like I know I'm quite productive in the morning, but unfortunately I'm really productive at night, which is hard because it's, I've got to balance that, I guess, with also, you know, being aware of my relationship and my Mm. fiance has his own business. So I've got to be very aware of, well, if I'm being productive at night and want to sit on the couch after dinner and be working, it's not really great for our relationship, (laughs) but it's something now that I'm, I guess, putting a few boundaries around because I know that that kind of three or four hours at night for me, like I can get so much done and I just, Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this deadline that I want to go to bed or what it is, but there's just something that makes me so efficient. Um, Yeah. So I think finding that that balance and what does work for you is really important Mm. so I know everyone doesn't have that flexibility of it's probably what I didn't like about having a nine to five job I was like 
I'm wasting so many of my best hours, yeah. like my most productive <laughs> hours. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess talking about balance, so it's quite an interesting term and it's probably something a lot of people struggle to find mm. um, or to truly understand. So what does it mean to you? Look, I think balance is actually a swear word. And it's something that is like happiness. When you chase it, you're never going to get it. You know, yeah. like and everybody's version of balance is different. And social media is telling us what it should look like mm-hmm. and that we should have all of these great things and be like these most beautiful human beings at the same time. And I think it's understanding that balance is whatever flow you're in right now. And there's different stages of our lives when you're starting up a business, when you're doing a, a like investment deal, which we're currently looking at at the moment, um, when you're franchising, when you're going through a relationship, when you're single, like all of these different things, when you're going through a breakup, when something yeah. happens in your family. So it's understanding what you're, what kind of space you're in at the moment and then being able to say, okay, well, I'm at a stage right now for three months, I'm going to have to work 12 hour days. Oh my gosh. You know, like when I first started my business, I didn't have any staff and I was doing it all. And I was, you know, well, at first I had, I was doing it from home in my own kitchen, but when I had a kitchen, I would have to do deliveries and it was way out west. So I couldn't spend the hour and a half driving and then peak hour traffic was like three hours so I would spend the night trying to sleep above on this freaking beanbag that can't sleep on beanbags by the way because the beans just pop and then I would like get up at 5am to go and just like you know continue delivering or there would be days like I remember once I went three days without sleep and I was like oh my gosh I just needed to get into a bath turn my phone off put some meditation on and just have some chill time but it's it's understanding what you need to do at that time you know is it your all or nothing like it is your dream and you're gonna have to work really hard because Mm -hmm. if if you want to make it or you want to feel successful or that you're giving back to the world by being passionate and doing what you should be doing then you're gonna have to put your all into it and that is going to you know for me and I'm I'm talk about it quite clearly the last four years my business has been my life and that is because I don't have a partner or anything you know but every single other pillar of my life or what somebody would describe as balance of all of those other things of relationships family friends health every single one of those had to move out of the way because my business Mm. was bigger than all of them and it's only recently that I've started talking about you know getting partners and getting investors because I do want to build up all of the pillars of my life and I want to be creative and it's coming back to what are your strengths what are you good at and not letting the business become bigger than you but Mm -hmm. also if I want it to become bigger like exactly where I see it going it needs to scale I can't do that on my own I'm real enough to say why why should I have to have all that weight on my own shoulders Mm -hmm. so just coming back I think balance really is a swear word but it's about understanding where you are at and just creating some really great self practices then you know like Mm -hmm. I go through stages where I am really strong and it will be like I just want to do f45 And yoga, I'm like, maybe once a week. And then I go through beautiful stages where I'm like, oh, just go to yoga and walk, where I want to be more gentle with myself. So I think it's tuning into what you need and, yeah, understanding that you're always in flow, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and you're always got a vibe with your atmosphere and your energy around you and the universe and the moon as well. Um, And understanding what you can commit to, too. So I think, yeah, balance is not a very nice word. No. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to talk us through your ideal daily practices? 
Yeah, so at the moment, I feel like I'm in a really, really good stage. Um, only because I also just got a bit of a shock, as I said recently, I was kind of um, diagnosed with chronic anxiety, chronic fatigue, and chronic depression all at once. And I was kind of told to just take some time off. And I was like, well, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like we were in the stage, we were at four years. By five years, we were making some big changes, but we're really growing through that like teenage scale, just built the space, all these opportunities. How do we do them? What decision? Everybody's got to step up. All this craziness, as you can tell by my mind. <laughs> um, but an ideal day for me at the moment is I wake up. It's about 5.30, 6 ish. Um, and then I'll do like half an hour of reading with a coffee. Then I do either a walk or a run. I'm trying to get back into my running. That is actually my stress relief. And I just recently moved closer to Centennial Park for that reason, which is beautiful. Um, then get home, come to work, coffee, breakfast. I generally have an hour before I start my meeting. So I'll be here by eight, do my to-do list, all of that. I'm a very big to-do list, get it out of your head person. Um, plus it feels good when you can check stuff off (laughs) and then you can also see what you're procrastinating too. some of that stuff that you're like why am I just not doing this and that's the hard stuff you know people don't tell you about all this hard stuff like insurances like oh my gosh trademarks all of that stuff that you've got to do as you um, build a business then basically we start through meetings we have morning huddles every day so with our leaders um, with the team then meetings whatever we're doing and then lunch afternoon creative generally something to do with marketing and then I will either go for a little walk if I haven't done it in the morning or a run um just before yoga and then go home and yeah settle and read or watch whatever I'm watching at the time so that sounds really beautiful and I can imagine that it really does set you up for a day of success when you you implement all of your daily practices Mm. and you just you notice you know but it's also, again, being patient with yourself. If you don't do it, what is the minimum that you need to do? Like, you know, yeah. a half an hour walk is still fine sometimes if Definitely. that's all that you've somehow yeah. got the time to do. And things will happen, you know, like in business. Oh, gosh, some of the emails you get sometimes or something that like there are little explosions and there's fires you have to put out, especially when you're a startup and you're growing. So, yeah, it's just trying to be like, well, is rest actually the best thought so yeah I think for me it's putting my phone out of my bedroom so that when I wake up I don't go straight to something like social Mm. media or work email which is even worse I commit to having that Mm. time of exercise and and meditation which I usually do but sometimes I can get caught up with the first thing I do is what's on my to-do list Mm. which is yeah that because you wake up and you do just want to go definitely yeah Mm. that's they're the things that drag me down in the morning and I notice a huge difference in my day if I haven't committed to my daily practices. Yeah, I actually got told a good little trick which has definitely helped me. I need to commit to it more though. But I put my phone on airplane mode at night. I was just going to say. Yeah, but leaving it it in the morning. Do not disturb. Yeah, literally. So the first like half an hour of the morning, leaving it on airplane mode or do not disturb. Um, The other thing I always try to do is... When I do get up and go for a walk, because I know that really sets my mind and sets me up for a good day, or if I get up and go to Pilates, I really try to have a moment in either that walk or that Pilates session where I feel really amazing and I try to really remember that feeling Mm. so that then later on in the week when I'm a bit more tired or I'm like, it feels cold outside and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up, I don't want to get up. (laughs) I go back to that feeling and I remind myself, but remember how good you're going to feel, like remember how Mm. good you felt. And it's funny how much that's changed my mindset 
I haven't always been the best with exercising and it's actually just really changed the game for me with that and I'm like getting out of bed and so excited to exercise and do something active Mm. because I'm remembering that that little feeling of yeah. yeah and it's so true like you need to just like we would with any of our staff members, we mm-hmm. need to reward good behaviour in ourselves. Yeah. And we need to notice those moments of when the sun is shining through the light and feeling it and stopping it just for like just for that little magic moment because mm-hmm. we are, we're hustling hard and we're out there and there's always things to do, but those little spaces to breathe, like they are the magic. And yeah. often when you stop, that is when you know something in your mind or something happens and you're just you you can just let it be you know so yes i completely agree though like Love actually it. a little pat on the back yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely this was good definitely. <laughs> absolutely so today your mission is to be the healthy change in the world what advice would you give to all the hustlers listening who are struggling to prioritize healthy eating and a balanced lifestyle due to the demands of their career Again, I think it's try and take away the pressure of that balanced lifestyle. Whatever you do today, if it's just one green juice, if it's one more glass of water, well done. If you need to, if you are a bit OCD like myself or somebody that is a you know entrepreneur, make it into a game. Like actually write down what you are doing each day and give yourself a tick. What did you score out of ten? What are your like? What are the things that you know you need to do? Drinking two liters of water. Oh my gosh, it's hard, but when you do it wow you know the same kind of thing that 30 minutes of a walk if you don't want to get up and get out in the cold do 50 squats whatever it is do something you know um and i think just coming back to that thing what i mentioned earlier i truly believe that you are the biggest investment you can make so whatever happens if you were not here to tomorrow or if something happened and you lost your passion your business is going to suffer. So it is your biggest responsibility. If you are a dreamer, if you're an entrepreneur and you want this great success and all of these great things that that entails, you have got to put yourself first. And they are simple things. And you know, all of the stuff that we're talking about, this healthy, healthy like actions, if you added it up, it takes less than an hour a day. And for me, I mean, oh my gosh, I was even quite sick when I started the business. I would eat too many treats and I would be like, (laughs) it's like, it's an occupational hazard. (laughs) um, I actually say that when I do interviews now as well, but um, I would eat too many treats and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need a green juice. Like I just need greens. And then I would go to the gym and I'd do two hours and I'm like, my poor body, you know, like, if you need, if you're not sure what to do, find something you can commit to and then just make that commitment because every single time you commit to something to yourself, you're gaining trust. So that in your business, when it gets really hard, like we're at four years, it is so hard right now. Like mm-hmm. I can actually tell you. And, but every single time that I say that I'm going to do something for myself and I do it, I build trust. So that's a step into my strength. So when I have to make a hard decision, like what we were talking about, sometimes I have to do disciplinary action. I've had to fire people. You know, that's hard to do. But every single time I can gain and grow strength in myself, I know I'm making the right decision. And I can have my own back. Mm -hmm. And that's what business really is about because it's hard out there. Like it really is. So you need to just trust yourself, be your own best friend and check in you know don't be i guess the word is self-sabotage because we do we can be our own worst enemies and i'm like the biggest self-sabotager there is and 
it's being able to step into your light but actually knowing that you deserve it and that you're working hard for it as well yeah well talking about you eating all the treats which I reckon (laughs) would be very easy to do here um you have openly shared your struggles with an eating disorder and restrictive diets earlier on in your life what's your food philosophy now and in particular around treats (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, our number one treat thing is a treat a day keeps the binge away. (laughs) And it's actually true. You know, like at that three o'clock, your circadian rhythm is actually dipping. So you need something, particularly if you're going to be working out after hours or if you're getting up at 5.30, 5 a.m., it's early mornings, you know, and Mm. you're still halfway through your day, basically. Um, So it is having that little, like it's your uh aha moment and it, it does feel like you're having a little treat, but then taking it, have a herbal tea, You know, um, make it a little moment, read a book, breathe, notice outdoors, just be creative and not eat at your computer, which is something (laughs) I'm really guilty of. Uh, But it really is about checking in again to your body. What do you need? What have you eaten today? Uh, Do you need greens? Have you had carbs? Starting to understand what you're putting into your body is fuel for your mind as well. Again, like if you do want to be the top of your game, if you want to be you know a multi-millionaire you have to invest in yourself and that comes down to the food that you're putting into your body as well um and i think it just it's understanding what it how it makes you feel so not falling into the fads or the billion dollar diet industries noticing how clean eating makes you feel what gives you energy what doesn't what makes you feel guilty you know what makes you feel gross on the inside um and then still being able to enjoy it as well you know like I'm a big lover of wine. Um, I'm plant-based now, not vegetarian or vegan. I was vegetarian um, and I went vegan for a month, but because I travel quite a lot and I work a lot of hours and I'm on my own, I couldn't actually do a lot of the prep. Um, So now it's just, what do I feel like? You know, what does my body need? Um, What energy do I need? What is my day going to be? Am I going to be active? Am I not? Am I going to run city to surf? I'm probably going to have quite a lot of carbs the night before, you know, (laughs) aiming for the uh, 42 kilometers in Sydney. Ah, this. September. Oh wow! So full marathon, yeah. So I should probably start training. <laughs> There'll definitely be a lot of carbs that day. Yeah, that week probably <laughs> sweet potato carbs, of course. Uh, love it. So it all really comes back to just stopping tuning into your body and realizing what you need, rather than going outside, you know, your own self to find all the information. It's just going back to yourself and saying, "I am." amazing enough to be able to figure out what I need to eat and what I need to put in my body to fuel me because I'm different to everyone else. Exactly. And you're actually biochemically individual. You know, what works for you isn't going to work for me. And it's about educating yourself though as well. Mm. So trying things and being like, okay, well, I'm going to try this for a one week. You know, am I starting to notice a difference? Dairy, for example, is bad for most humans. You know, it doesn't work well with most of us. Um, Yeah, what what food is going to fuel my mind and my spirit you know like do i eat before i go to yoga definitely not you know like it's one of those things i'd love to go to the himalayas and do a study but that's once the business is a little bit more <laughs> you dependent get that. <laughs> on me um but yeah and knowing that all of the answers lie within you mm-hmm. but also making those educated decisions as well so if you can't read a label basically don't yes. eat it. your body doesn't know how to understand it it's basically my philosophy yeah so if i don't know what it is my digestive system which is just as important as my mind 
doesn't know what it is. Mm. Yeah, I've got um, like two things on that that I really liked was one, with yeah, if you don't know what's in it, don't eat it. I actually got taught a really good trick that if there's more than five ingredients in something you're buying, you shouldn't be buying it. And that mm. was for me a really good starting point because we've really tried to limit preservatives. Um, so that was a really good starting point for me to be able to embark on that because at the start it was really scary I was like how do I even know what all this stuff is and you're reading this like stuff on Google and I'm like it doesn't even make sense but that was a really good starting point for me but um I like what you say about just trialing things because I'm actually planning on I'm getting married in September and planning after that to try plant-based for a while um and that all come from we used to eat a lot of red meat and if I had have ever said to my partner let's go vegetarian he would have been like you are crazy Mm. um but we went on a trip to the Philippines and I never eat meat in third world countries or in in other countries really to be honest and so I said to him on the way over I'm not going to eat meat so we ended up just going vegetarian the whole time we were there and it was three weeks and we both came home and you know felt so good and all of that but obviously we'd been on a holiday so we hoped we felt good and we went to um you know a family dinner on the Saturday night and we ate so much meat and all of this and the next day we both just felt so sluggish and like horrible and red meat can stay in your intestines for six months it's crazy Mm. isn't it yeah and to think what that was doing to my body and how hard my body was working to break that down when I was having it three or four times a week Mm. um that's like when I was doing uh you know fitness modeling it was six meals a day and they were protein based yeah like that's a lot of other chemicals that you're putting into your body Mm -hmm. from protein apparently absolutely Um, but it just goes back to even like our products with preservatives you know we have it's one of our biggest challenges is because we have some major opportunities and major companies um worldwide and but they want longer shelf life but my whole philosophy is if it doesn't go off then it's just not good for you as well and I don't want to use preservatives and I don't want to use anything artificial and I don't personally I wouldn't want to buy product and I know that if I have for taste testing that sits on the shelf or it can sit on the shelf for a year yeah it's again I don't know it's definitely lost some of its nutrients and you know that kind of stuff so that's something we really struggle with as a product company Mm. of like how do we keep the integrity of the product but try and give it the longevity that people do need but yeah. yeah, not the knowing that it should sit on the, shouldn't sit on the shelf for that long. Yeah, anyway, no, otherwise it's not real food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So this question, I guess, follows in quite well. You focus on putting real ingredients in your treats that your digestive system can understand. How much research and time goes into your product development? It's my favourite thing, as we've been <laughs> talking about. It's something that I'm actually naturally quite good at, and. Uh, we generally I have an idea and somehow now obviously we've I think we've developed more than 80 products over I don't even know the four years or or actually more than that you know like our chef changes our our menu every three months so we stay up to seasonal goods as well because the body needs to change with the seasons of what we need and you just get good at it like anything you start to know what ingredients and what they have what has higher fiber cost wise as well because we have to be cost efficient with products as well to make them on a mass production and so there's a lot of time i think it's quite fun um we've got some new products coming out that i've never done before that i've taken a little bit more time they're getting a bit more chemistry style and i hope that if i nail it it's going to be phenomenal like i cannot wait but i love challenges love new products and it's something that you know, we specialize in here because we've got the two businesses and the purpose that I built a manufacturing facility is that I can create a product 
I'm getting a bit better at not rolling it out the next day. I now have a seven-day launch time, which is quite good. Most companies wouldn't have that, you know, from product thought to product, you know, release. So um, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, and it can actually be like next day, but I have to tell operations. Yeah, (laughs) operations are giving me some guidelines. So yeah, seven days to get marketing and all of that kind of stuff. But a lot of our suppliers work with us in that way as well. Of they know that we're a fast-moving company. They know that we're an e-commerce. We use our social media to ask clients what flavors they want, and then I get creative. And yeah, it's quite cool because we've got more staff or more team members that really are passionate about clean treats. So if I can't do something, like, again, I can't cook. So any of our banana bread recipes or any of that kind of stuff, like, oh, my gosh, I had to test it, like, 20 times or more, and every day I'd present the team this brick. <laughs> I'd be so proud because it doesn't have flour, it doesn't have sugar, it doesn't have eggs. Like, it's pretty hard to do plant-based baking or to nail the recipe and then mm. you can use it for other things but to get it right the first time <laughs> and I was just like so proud presenting this hard like hard brick not raised at all not soft and fluffy and I'm like guys I've done it took me so long mm. but the point of the story is now as I grow I don't have to be so strong at everything I can hire people that are stronger than me in other things mm. like cooking like operations like finances so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that's fantastic so now before we wrap up, we just have some of our rapid fire questions for you. What does success mean for you? I think it's feeling uh, that I'm giving back and I'm doing something that I should be doing. Uh, challenged as well. I'm a big believer in stretching myself. So learning how to do something every day um, and checking in. What did I do that was good today? And what can I do better? You know, like I'm con- like constantly learning myself, especially how to be a director and to, to be whatever I should be here in this business. Um, and I think it's just feeling that sense of connection. Like right now, this is success, you know, to have you guys here and with me, like that's pretty phenomenal. When I walk in the morning and the guys are like, Charlie, or any of my team, and yeah, there's so many little moments. And I think that success is the moments more than the big goals. Like it's important to have them to know where you're going, but it's the sense of connection that is something more than you, which, yeah. Hopefully that describes it. Yeah, love it. So what would be your top tip for achieving ultimate health? It's a hard one. Space. So again, I'm in a different stage of the business where it's four years. I'm trying to not exit, but I'm trying to create some boundaries for myself now. And also learning meditation because I find that's really hard because my mind is always just like to do, to do, to do. I actually went to a healer recently and she gave me this, um, oh, what was it called? It was like a sniper meditation and I had to remove the business from my mind and then take it further and further and further away. So it was basically separating myself from the business. So yeah, my biggest tip for, spa- for health or um, I guess wellness is space and just that space to be in space to breathe and be okay with yourself, you know, and that comes back to space as well. Like yeah. get off social media because mm-hmm. we're out there and we're like, oh, I should look like this. I've got to go and do this many more sit-ups or this many more classes or read this many more books, which is my own problem. So space <laughs> to just be is probably my answer to that one. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing it. And what would you say has been your greatest lesson so far? Do the hard thing. So whatever you're procrastinating, do it. It will end up worse if you don't. 
Um, and I'm talking obviously more about business things, but it's even sometimes like, you know, when you don't want to call your mum, <laughs> it's been a hard day, like call her. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to say like that's a hard thing, but you know. It can it, be when important. you have no brain space left. Yeah. And yeah. it's do those, do the small things, do the hard things. And my biggest piece of advice that I struggled with for quite some time was it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And take it on, use it, create space and check in and and make educated decisions and informed decisions. So um, the only one that knows what's best for you and your business and your life is you. But it's, again, getting education, getting advice and you're not reinventing the wheel no matter what you're doing. Most of us are doing something that somebody else has already done, but we're trying to do it our way. There are things that you can learn from other people that have done it before, and there are mistakes that you can learn from. Oh my gosh, don't even want to get started on that. Um, But yeah, learn that it's okay to put your hand up and say, you know, I just need some time out, or I need to breathe, or I need to leave the office today, or I just need to get some help, I need to get some mentors. Mm -hmm. For three years of the business, not until just late last year, I didn't have mentors. And oh my gosh, I wish... I, oh, if I could do anything and change anything, I would have got those mentors sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once you put it out there that you do want to have a mentor or an investor, the universe will conspire to happen and to make it happen. Sorry. But yeah, those mentors are, you know, my lifeline because sometimes there's a difference between me and the team and me as the business owner and the decisions that I have to make. So I had to learn that quite the hard way as so many people now sell that your team is everything. And it's true. Your people, like I have a three P system, which is people, passion and profit. That's my thing to success. Um, but there are some things that you alone as the business owner only need to know about, not your team. And you don't have to be best friends with everybody, which mm-hmm. is what I think the message is a little bit out there of, you know, let's all be besties and yeah. yeah. That's a bit of a tricky one. I don't want to start a whole other conversation, but um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Oh, definitely makes sense. Definitely does. And one thing I've picked up that I really love is that you refer to the universe a lot and you obviously really believe that it has your back, which mm. I think is such a beautiful thing. And I think if more people allowed themselves to believe that or to tap into that a little bit more, they would really find a lot more magic in their life. Mm. So And it's noticing the universe signs and mm-hmm. it is those moments. Again, like being present and in the moment enough to notice that that's a universe sign. Knowing when to pull an angel card, knowing when yeah. to reach out, asking for help. Um, but for me, the whole balance mm-hmm. is, um, is hard work and the universe. Yes. So it's both. They've got yeah. to be like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And that's the physical hours, the mental, the, the spiritual. And I'm going to let the universe take yeah. me, show me the right way. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I love that. <laughs> so our final question, and I'm sure this one will be hard for you because you have such an incredible menu here. But what is the best meal you've ever eaten? Oh, gosh, I'm obsessed with our chickpea omelets at the moment. Oh, I have them every day. Um, but my, and it goes back to, again, food is feeling. So for me, my best meal that I've ever had, and I can't have it anymore because I am plant-based and don't eat meat, is my mum's lasagna. Yeah. And that's, you know, like food has so much more than just food. It's about the feelings and about the vibe and the environment and those memories that you create. So for me, 
I'm here, I'm alone in business, my family are in New Zealand. So for me, that's like my, or I guess a Christmas lunch when I'm at home. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's more about the moment for me. Like, obviously, I'm surrounded by great food every day. So yeah. that's, yeah. Oh, and garlic bread and red wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like some of my favorite things. And it's funny when you said that about the lasagna, it reminds me so much of my nan. She cooks. And my mum actually both cook amazing lasagnas. And my mum's actually not the best cook. She'll kill me for saying that, but she's not. <laughs> but it's so in, when I lived out of home, they would always cook it for me and like bring it over to my house. And I was in a shed house, which was fine, but it never tasted as good. It, and at home. Exactly. Yeah. When you're yeah, sitting like around you're and you're all enjoying it. And yep. it's like home is that, home is so much more than a house. Yes. Like, it just comes back to that thing. And that's even why we built the space the way that we built it is you know, I was an adolescent, um, like a, a delinquent child, and I come from a bad background. But that's why the space has been built the way that it is. Is it's to be a home away from home, and I love when people come in and they do say that it has that vibe, and it really is about creating those memories and moments. And I call it a culinary day spa. So utilizing <laughs> my background of day spa, and then obviously all of the beautiful food as well. Aww. So yeah. Love that. Oh, thank you so much for chatting with us. It's been absolutely beautiful hearing about your journey and um, your philosophies. So thank you for your time and having us here at Clean Treats Factory. We've loved getting to know you. Thank you so much thank for having you. me. We'd love to hear your feedback and the guests that you would like to hear from. So please feel free to send us a direct message via our Instagram page at The Healthy Hustlers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy.